You have spent your entire life investing your time and money in schemes of dishonesty and dishonor. But now it's caught up to you. Time is now running out. And you now have a deadline, December 31st to midnight. Which is why when you discover a pocket watch that promises to give you the ability to manipulate time and space on a whim, you take it. But will your choices lead you into the new year? A new man? With plenty of new time on your hands? Or will you find yourself stuck forever on the 32nd of December? The Ohio Valley Cloak and a Dagger Company presents Cloak and Dagger on the Air Stays Home, a special limited series designed to free you from the four walls of today for a half hour of intrigue and adventure. This time, the 32nd of December, a 1958 radio play by Morris Lee Green and William Walker. New Year's Eve. As far as I was concerned, when I got up the morning of December 31st, it could stay 1958 forever. The only trouble is time doesn't work that way. Time is a downhill ride in a car with no brakes. You can't stop it even if your life depends on it. And mine did. Sam, your breakfast is getting cold. I'm coming, I'm coming. All I have time for is a cup of coffee anyway. What is this, milk? Don't we ever have anything but milk to put in the coffee? No, we can't afford cream these days. We can hardly afford to eat. Sophie, you'll be wearing mink yet. Just give me a little more time. Yeah, you've been saying that ever since we got married. Well, sooner or later, Sophie, I'm going to make it. By the way, honey, uh, let me have your ring. Why? Well, you said the diamond's loose. I'll drop it at the jewelers on my way to the office. Oh, we can't afford to get it fixed now. Sophie, that's an expensive ring. We can't afford not to take care of it. Sam, have you been gambling again? Oh, now, Sophie, I told you. I'm all through with that. Yeah, you told me the same thing just before you pawned your watch. And the cufflinks I gave you on our first anniversary. And that... I'm not going to pawn your engagement ring. Now, let me have it. I'll pick it up on my way home tonight. Well, all right. But, Sam... What? Remember, it's very precious. At least to me. Sure. Sure, I've been gambling again. I was in the hole bad. The boys wanted to pay off by midnight, and this time, they weren't going to take no for an answer. If I couldn't raise the dough on Sophie's ring, I didn't know what I'd do. The pawn shop was like any other pawn shop. Dirty and gloomy and full of junk, with clocks ticking all over the place. One thing caught my eye as soon as I came in. In the front case, a watch. Furiously ornate, obviously very old. It sort of glowed in the case. I couldn't take my eyes off it. You like to look at the watch? Oh, no, no. It's very interesting. Uh, but uh, how much can I get on this ring? On this, I can lend you $150. $150? Well, the guy I won it off of claimed it was worth more than 1000 150 I could probably get 500 for it easy. Then you would be foolish to accept my offer. That's the best you can do? One fifty. I'll take it. I will get the money. While I waited, I felt my eyes drawn to the antique watch again. I picked it up. It felt warm in my hand, almost as if it were alive. Its face was covered with all sorts of dials and figures. 
the date of the month, phase of the moon, even the signs of the zodiac. Some of the dials I couldn't read at all. They were inscribed with strange characters like uh, hieroglyphics or ancient Sanskrit. Suddenly, I felt I had to have that watch. 100, 20, 40, 45, 150. Can you tell me what all these dials mean? I can tell you that this watch controls many kinds of time. The fellow who pawned it claimed that it could make time pass as slowly or as rapidly as he desired. <laughs> That's a pretty good trick. But it's only a trick. Time is different for each of us, is it not? What do you mean? To a man sitting on a hot stove, one second lasts forever. But to a man making love, forever is only a second. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean. How much are you asking for the watch? $150. Excuse me. Hello? Yes, one moment, please. Is your name Sam Adcock? Yeah, why? Yes, Mr. Adcock is here. Who is it? Well, who's calling? Hello? Hello? That is odd. Nobody knew I was coming here. Who was it? He did not identify himself. He just said, You wouldn't believe me if I told you. And then he hung up. Huh. That's funny. Say, uh, what about the guy who pawned this watch? Any chance of him wanting it back? No, Mr. Adcock. He will not return for it. He has no further use for the watch. Okay, then I'll take it. I don't know why, but I gotta have it. I had no business buying the watch. It was a crazy thing to do. I hadn't walked more than a few steps from the pawn shop when I learned just how crazy. Hold it, Adcock. Well, who are you? Just one of the boys. What do you want? A little talk. Private. In the alley here. But I don't have- In the alley. Ow! My arm! You got the grand Adcock. I got until midnight to get it. Yeah, that's right. The boss just wants me to make sure you don't forget. Like last time. Oh, I won't forget, I promise. I'll be waiting for you at midnight. Right here by the pawn shop. Oh, and one more thing. What is it? This. That's just to make sure you don't forget. If you don't show up with the dough, there ain't gonna be no new year for you. You understand? Yes, I understand. Good. See you at midnight. I had to get back the 150. Maybe I could make a fast killing at the track with it or, or something. I had to get it back. So soon, Mr. Adcock. Yes, yes, I, I, I made a mistake. We all make mistakes. That is life. Look, I gotta have that money back. Here's your watch. My watch, Mr. Adcock? This is your watch. You bought it. But I don't want it. I want the money. A deal is a deal. But you don't understand. It is you who does not understand, Mr. Adcock. To sell the watch, you must find a buyer. I am not buying. Look, you gotta help me. Would you take the watch in pawn? Of course. That is my business. Well, how much can I get for it? Five dollars. Five dollars? Just a few minutes ago, I paid a hundred and fifty for it. It is unfortunate that I do not value it so highly now. Five dollars. No thanks. 
five dollars wouldn't help me. I had to have money, big money. My only chance now was to borrow it. I know you've had an account here for years, Mr. Adcock, and of course we we like to do what we can for our regular customers. But unless you have some no collateral, well, what kind of collateral? Gold, stocks, bonds, real estate, that sort of thing. If I had that kind of stuff, I wouldn't need the loan. Five hundred. No, you're crazy. Bartender, that'll be... All right, all right, Harry. Make it a C-note. Anything. Yeah? Well, what about the C-note you borrowed last August? Oh, I'll pay you back on. Yeah, I heard that last August. Oh, Harry, how long do you know me? Uh, ten years, I guess. All right. Ten years doesn't account for anything? For a C-note, it don't. But, Harry! No! Not a dime. Not a lousy dime. Only one thing left to do. Central Flower Shop. Sophie, I want you to come home right now. Ma'am, aren't you at work? No, I'm home. Well, what's the matter? Are you sick? I'm all right. Just come home and hurry. Sam, what's wrong? We got to get out of town. Fast. It only took a few minutes to throw everything Sophie and I owned into suitcases. I kept looking at the watch, wondering when Sophie was going to show up. At the tone signal, the correct time will be 2.30. 2.30? What's keeping her? Well, at least the watch is on time. I wonder when I ought to wind it. <laughs> May as well do it right now, if I can figure which one of these knobs to use. I'll try this one. What the devil? Where did the sun go? It was shining a minute ago, now it's snowing. Oh, blasted, I did twist the wrong knob. I moved it back to the 28th, so now I've got a... Hey, wait a minute. The 28th was Sunday, the, the day we had the big snowstorm. I put the watch... That's ah, impossible. I'll set it back to the 31st and I... What the... Now the sun is shining? Did the watch change the day, or am I losing my mind? Maybe I could set it again to test it. Let me see. I was in the pawn shop just before 1 o'clock. I set the hour hand back to 12.45. There. Now let's see. Hello. Is this the 3rd Avenue pawn shop? Yes. Is Sam Adcock there? One moment, please. Is your name Sam Adcock? Yeah, why? Yes, Mr. Adcock is here. Who is it? Well, who's calling? <laughs> you wouldn't believe me if I told you. I could hardly believe it myself, but there was no question about it. The watch did control time. Once I grasped that fact, I began to realize its implications. For the first time in my life, I could have all the time I needed, all the time I wanted. Sam, Sam, oh Sam, what's wrong? Nothing, Sophie, not a thing. But you said we had to leave town. Oh, did I? Uh, well, that's all over now. Sam, what are you talking about? I'll probably lose my job because Now, of... don't get excited. Well, I, I might as well tell you the whole story. I lied to you about the gambling, Sophie. I'm a thousand dollars in debt. I gotta pay off by midnight. But I you pawned my ring, didn't you? Well, now don't worry. I'll get it back. You lied to me. 
I said I'll get it back. You had no right to pawn it. It's mine. I want my ring back. All right, I'll get it. Now. Right now. I haven't got time now. I've got to get back to the bank before it closes. Get my ring. You promise. Will you quit nagging me about your blasted ring? Let me get back to the bank. We'll have enough money to buy you a dozen rings. Sam, what are you going to do? I'm going to rob the bank. What else? I had the watch figured out right. Robbing a bank would be as easy as taking pennies from a blind man. It was two minutes to three when I walked into the bank and headed for the vault. Oh, well, hello, Mr. Adcock. Back again, I see. Yeah, yeah. I've got to get into my safety deposit box. Certainly. We'll go right ahead. Good. Nobody else in here. Now I just turn the watch back to Sunday the 28th. It worked! I'm locked in the vault and it's Sunday! Now, let me see where they keep the ready cash. There it is! Stacks of it! And all mine! Well, that's plenty for now. Enough to pay the mob and more. There's always more where this comes from. Now, reset the watch to December 31st. Perfect! <laughs> the perfect crime! All I have to do is get out of here without letting them see the money. Mr. Adcock? Yes? A happy and prosperous New Year to you, sir. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Sophie! Hey, Sophie! Sophie, it worked! We're rich! Have you been drinking? No, not a drop! <laughs> Here, look at this! Go on! Pick them up! They're real! Sam! These are thousand dollar bills! Where'd you get them? I robbed the bank! <laughs> oh, come on, Sam. I always told you I'd make it big someday. Well, today is the day. What do you mean? Now, you go out and buy yourself a dress. We're going to celebrate New Year's Eve in style. Happy New Year, Sam. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah, come on. Let's get out of this pressure. Almost midnight. I thought we were going to celebrate. You were going to take me to a nightclub. Yeah, yeah, I am. But first, I got to meet a guy at midnight. Come on. A guy. I got to pay off that gambling debt. Well, where are you meeting him? It's just up a block away. In from the pawn shop. Pawn shop? My ring! Sam, you forgot my ring! Oh, for Pete's sake, I'll get your lousy ring back. Just give me a little time. Oh, a little time. That's the story of your life, isn't it, Sam? Just give me a little time. All right, I'll give you all the time you want. All the rest of your life. I'm through with you, Sam. I just can't take it anymore. Sophie, don't leave me. Sophie, come back! What happened? Sophie just disappeared. The street is deserted. Sophie! Hey, where is everybody? I wonder if this crazy watch had anything to do with it. The 32nd? It should have clicked over to January 1st. Oh, no wonder everybody disappeared. There isn't any 32nd of December. I'll just reset it. It's stuck. 
You little bunch! Oh, it's gotta move! It's just... Oh, no! It can't be broken! I can't stay in a 32nd December forever! I gotta fix it! I've gotta get the back off! I've gotta get in the works! What was it that woman said? I can tell you only that this watch controls many kinds of time. There! Aha! <laughs> nothing? There's nothing inside? But it's only a trick. Trick? You mean, it's the 32nd of December. Time is different for each of us, is it not? And it will always be the 32nd of December. Under the direction of Pete Fernbaugh, you have just heard Cloak and Dagger on the Air Stays Home's production of the 32nd of December, a 1958 radio play by Morris Lee Green and William Walker. Our script was specially adapted for Cloak and Dagger on the Air by Pete Fernbaugh. Featured in our cast were Bethany Fernbaugh as Madame Muse, Noah Hilton as the Mob Muscle and Harry, Carissa Martin as Sophie, and Ralph Parisi as Sam. I'm your announcer, Micah Underwood. Auld Lang Syne was arranged and performed by Carissa Martin, and our sound effects were created by the Holy Foley Moly. Next time, on Cloak and Dagger on the Air Stays Home. You are the owner of a small but adequate London inn during a time when the city is ensconced in the thrill and terror of a series of murders unleashed by the self-ordained hand of the Avenger. However, that's what's in the newspapers, and you desperately need business, so you eagerly accept the demands of an imposing yet dashing gentleman who wishes to take up long-term residence in one of your rooms. Consequently, you dismiss his odd hours and his mysterious habits as his own. But what will happen when your pretty blonde daughter, who looks like the Avengers' victims, comes face to face with the Lodger? Listen, when Cloak and Dagger on the Air stays home brings you The Lodger, a 1947 radio adaptation by William T. Johnson of the short story by Marie Belloc Mounds. Cloak and Dagger on the Air Stays Home was created by Pete Fernbaugh and is a presentation of the Ohio Valley Cloak and Dagger Company. Carissa Martin is our sound effects director and Pete Fernbaugh our executive producer. Our theme, The Sealed Kingdom, is by Adrian Von Ziegler and used with permission of the artist. Until next time, we remain your obedient servants. Good evening. This has been a Future Past production.